Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You heard it straight out of Vegas. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. And in the wise guy chair, college expert Brad Powers. And first segment, Steve, we are going to recap for the Vegas lead, the Super Bowl, the record-breaking betting, the $10 million win, biggest ever recorded but after that, it's a lot of college basketball, and that's where the money is this time of year. How'd you guys do? I had to lick my wounds a little bit. A little bit. The square chair? It was a square outcome. How did you not win? Because I didn't play square. Oh, <laughs> there's, nothing <laughs> you, wor- you, there's nothing worse than a wannabe sharp. I don't. I guess I am a wannabe <laughs> sharp. I don't mind getting mocked on as a square, but I do play a lot of uh, dog side. So I tried to get a lot of dog value on the proposition bets, and my God. It was the perfect storm the other way. So the amount of money that was bet in Nevada, and I can only imagine what it's going to be like once this thing goes uh, and gets legalized in 15 states or more. The amount of money bet in Nevada was, again, a record and a massive record over last year. Yeah, well, I think what is even more telling is if you just look at the growth curve in the last five or six years, and it, it really is shocking. Let me give you an example. So... Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks. Very well-officiated game, I recall, back in 2006, right, 2005 season. And that was the record at the time, which was $95 million or so. We'll just round up there, $95 million. Now, that stayed the record 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And then in 13, the record got broken again. So... From 12, when it was 95, the record was still 95, to 18. So let me do the math. Um, six, right? Six. Sure. Six, yeah. <laughs> six years, it's gone from 95 million 
to a hundred and and again round up a hundred and sixty million. So we're like over sixty percent of growth over the record in six years. Now, I was on a segment today, and they said actually in Atlanta, and they said, "Well, yeah, but you know, with the you know the Super Bowl ratings went down seven percent. So if you really think about it, the trajectory." is so steeply upwards for sports betting in Nevada is that even though the NFL ratings are down 7%, these the betting handle is up 15% just year over year. So net net it's 22% more than, you know, the gambling seems to be up about 22% if you're at 15 and the general interest in the game is down 7. I'd like to to attack that from a couple couple different angles. First of all, is that ammunition against the ratings are actually down. Or to explain why the ratings are down. How how so? I think it's cord cutting. I think it's cord cutting and the way people are now consuming their TV. Listen. I just don't know that ratings are an accurate measure. They might might be. Maybe 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 we're just an anomaly and it's it's completely separate from the amount of people viewing. So, first of all, ratings are an accurate measure who's watching television. Your point is having that be a proxy for interest in the game maybe isn't accurate because you can have an interest in the game in different ways. But let me ask you, and I don't really understand. I'm one of those guys that life's complicated enough. Like I got a buddy. He's like, Oh yeah, I get ESPN through the, um, you know, somehow through Hulu. And then I get HBO through this. And I, and he's like cobblestone together and somehow he's, you know, paying $85 instead of 140. Right, right. Now, again, I'd love to save 60 bucks, right? But the idea of all that work to save the 60, I you know, maybe I just is fortunate I don't need to do that. Now, do how do you do it? I still do it the old way because I have I all I do every Black Friday, it's the only day I spend money all year. I'm cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> I buy TVs every Black Friday. So my house has so many TVs and I'm like every, every Black Friday. Every Black Friday. I'm I'm I am not kidding. Every I have a TV wall. I keep upgrading the biggest TV, and I've actually gotten to a point. I still have satellite, but actually, the biggest TV we have, there is no cable or satellite hookup. It is just a stream. Now, do, th- does your rabbit ears go outside no, through I, the window? That, or? that for the TV. My point is, for TV, I will spend money. Like you, I will spend money, but I do get frustrated. I'm like, wait, how are people consuming it, and what are they spending? Yeah, they're spending a lot. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, I'm going to actually go on a little. Th- 45 second ran here. <laughs> this is the worst of the worst is people who don't want, like it's one thing if you just want a cell phone, right? I think if you do business, it's absurd, right? I mean, I get the cell reception is better than it used to be, but imagine you're doing a, like a conference call and there's like six people all on cell phones. It's like every fifth sentence, you're not hearing it. Right. And it's 12 bucks to have a nice copper landline. All right. That's, that's fine. You can say, Oh, that's old school, whatever. I get it. But to like, say I want something other than a cell phone, but I'm going to have like Skype and then I'm going to hook it up, but my mic's not going to work on this old laptop. And then they're trying to save the money for Skype. No. All right. That's it. All right. I think TV is different. I mean, to, well, me, to me, to me, is if you, it? If you spend, is it? Because no, no, all I, I do I'm, I'm is I write you. a check every month, and I have every channel right I agree. there. I, I agree. If you're going to invest in nice TVs, you you have to have reliable streams. So I still hear people complain that oh, this stopped, this froze. Like mine doesn't freeze. All right, but let's let's understand something here. 
and and maybe you don't know. And if not, it's something we should look up for tomorrow's show, 10 to midnight Pacific time. Is if you, let's say, are getting, because um, one of the things Hulu offers is like a local TV package, I think. Mm-hmm. So they understand people want to see local sports, local news. So somehow they bundle that for a certain amount, right? Does that, I'm assuming if you watch that, it shows up on Nielsen, right? Or not? I don't know. That's what okay. we have to look up. That's Because I keep I, hearing I, cord cutting, yeah. but I don't think people are watching the Super Bowl on their phones. I mean, I'm not saying nobody is, but anyone that has a choice to sit in front of 60-inch television or their little 4-inch phone, I can't imagine that they're doing it on their phone, right? It's a debate I have all the time. I don't know. I don't, and I don't think TV executives have the answers yet. Although, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, whatever the ratings are, Fox believes in them because they just upped it, what, $15 million a game for Thursday Night Football. You know, straight, out, Fox. straight out of Vegas, 330 stations nationwide, also Series 83. We've never taken a phone call. I'm not even sure if we're tactically able to. So on the here's what I'm going to do. On the break, we're going to check to make sure we can. And if so, we're going to have... We're going to open the lines up to one or two millennials that's going to under, that will explain cord. Let's crowdsource this, baby, if we can. If you want to try it. You might. You have to lean up to the mic. If you, you want, if you want to try it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we could get fake millennials. I don't know. Oh, I don't well. trust this process. <laughs> I'm not with Joel Embiid. So, but, but listen, here's what I know. Yeah. We can debate the whole NFL and and the political stuff and i to me that feels like something that's even undebatable we can debate the effect of the political stuff but as in how impactful but i don't think we can debate that it is impactful yeah. because you know a story i've told many times is in 2012 and obviously politics in 2012 weren't as divisive as they are today right? they were more, you know divisive but not as bad and before the first debate between Romney and President Obama, I tweeted out the odds to win the presidency based on the markets. The debate happened. Some people may recall that uh, Romney had a good debate. It was objectively not a good debate for the president at the time. And the odds went from like 66%, and I'm going by memory here, Obama winning, to like 59%. It was, you know, a material drop. I got like, you know, and this is back... <laughs> This is back when my it's Twitter, not objective. Yeah, this is back when my Twitter was like you know one tenth as big. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas. Is it was something where like I got like forty people saying, "Oh, you must be a Republican." It's like no, I'm just giving you the data, right? Oh so now imagine if you're somehow connected, you love Trump, let's say, yeah. and and then you think these players that you don't relate to, quite frankly, you uh, are are disrespecting the flag. That isn't necessarily my position, but if you feel that strongly, maybe you don't. Maybe if you're a huge Steeler fan, you watch a Steeler game, but are you a little less inclined on a Thursday night to watch a game that you probably don't really care that much about if you feel like you're politically being offended by the league that you're watching? I think there is a demo that dropped off. There's no doubt about that. Uh, What's not debatable is this train, this runaway train of gaming, is not going to be stopped. And you, you saw it with the $160 million laid down. Uh, we want to examine why there was so much money put down, aside from just momentum. Real quick, a uh, little deep dive here. You can bet in-game. There's more uh, access with mobile applications. Does that make a big difference? I think so. I mean, my guess is big games, or in-game, I'm sorry, is about 15% of the handle now. So the handle, as we said, in Nevada alone, 
uh, about 160 million, up about 15 percent, up about 20 million just from last year. So gigantic. I think in general, too, the economy's good. And remember, in Nevada, if you're not a local, you have to be here to bet. So if you're going to bet the Super Bowl, you have to fly here. You have to have lodging. You have to have food. You know, Fezzik last Saturday was talking about he would sleep in stairwells and such in the hotels when he didn't have a room. <laughs> Before he was Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. Tomorrow night he'll be in. But usually you have to get a room, right? So well, one of the reasons since the Steelers against Seattle in that there was the long time the record wasn't broken, wasn't the gambling was trending down. It was because the economy at the time was relatively bad and less people were coming. On the way back, we'll tell you how the sportsbooks did on the Super Bowl. And there was one guy, the let it ride better. Oh, my. He crushed the books. We think he won in excess of $10 million on Super Bowl 52. Coming back straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell, Brad Powers is in the Wise Guys chair. And we've got some history in the making. Straight out of Vegas, on air for, what, six months? First time ever we're going to open up the possibility of putting a call on the air, coast to coast, 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. If you are a millennial, you've got to be, I'm, I'm actually going to make it even tighter. It's got to be, Brad, you date up to what? Girl-wise, age-wise. You're 34. Yeah. You won't go over 29, right? Oh, I do. I like Really? Older, I like older women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the setup. <laughs> under 30, that's it. All right. No, 29 or oh, really? under. Right. And tell us about how you've cut the cord. What was the thought process? And listen, if you're not articulate or maybe drunk helps too. If you're not either articulate or drunk, you're not going to get through. We're not going to do it. The basic argument was NFL ratings. Listen, sports betting for the Super Bowl in Nevada went up. So the argument is RJ says that, hey, the audience dropped down by 7%. That's what the numbers say. I don't believe the numbers. I think it's cord cutting and that people are still watching but they're watching differently yeah. than they used to, and they can't be measured. I understand that's why we got into this, but what I'm interested in is what does cord cutting even mean? I kind of get, I understand it means they no longer have cable. The question is, how are they engaging with the world? How are they engaging with sports, right? Especially. Have they stopped watching sports? Yeah. Well, we or know they down. have it. They're not listening to this show <laughs> right? no, you know and, watch, and not watch sports. I'll tell you what, you, you'll get people... Obviously, I do local radio in Las Vegas five days a week. You'll get people who are like, I don't watch the NFL anymore. I'm like, all right. But are they talking Bad NFL? Bad show to listen to. All right. we're well, doing we'll, NFL. We'll see. So 877-99 on Fox. <laughs> this is your maybe one and only chance. So let's talk about how the sports books did. $158.58 million. Rounded up to 160. That's what was taken in. It was a record. It was a gigantic record. $20 million more than the previous year. About $60 million more than the record that lasted until... 2012 the books only held means what they won 1.17 million dollars out of 158 what happened well what happens is it proves my point which was the point we made last week and i was willing to make a bet that in the next 10 years counting this super bowl so this one plus nine 
that the batters would not win in net, meaning all the batters combined wouldn't beat the bookie. Now, in 27 prior years, 25 times the bookies have won, two times only the batters have won. But you might say, hey, RJ, two out of 27, that's not impossible in the next 10 years. But the difference is, and we've talked about it, the props are such a big percentage now of the overall handle. And when you have hundreds and hundreds of props, and those props are now upwards of 50% of the overall amount bet, it's almost impossible for those props to be profitable together, all hundreds of them. Thus, if you have almost a guaranteed profit with your half your betting action, man, oh, man, doesn't matter if the underdog wins outright, which is usually good for the better. It doesn't matter if it goes over the total for total points, which is almost always good for the better. And both of those happen this time. It doesn't matter that one guy won over $10 million. And we'll talk about that in a moment. And the props actually were very negative for the bookies, positive for the batters. Why? Because of the long shot types and not really long, long shots, but missed extra point, made two point conversion, uh, converted fourth down successfully. A lot of things people tend to bet. It was almost a perfect storm, almost for the batters, and still they lost. And it's what I call the Brad Pitt phenomenon. Imagine Brad is single and he's out at the bar and you're his buddy. And they say, oh, Brad took a girl home last night. Say, like, huh, okay. Is she a 10, a 9, or maybe an 8.5, right? That's the three choices. Well, with bookies in the Super Bowl, it's do they make a lot of money? <laughs> you know, some really good money or just a little bit. And in this case, everything almost went against them and still the betters lost, which goes to another saying is I know some brilliant betters that struggle to make rent, and I know very stupid bookies who drive Cadillacs. <laughs> One question on the prop before we get to the letter ride better, because that was a big factor. This guy just made a killing. Was there a prop that I miss it? Uh, will a quarterback catch a pass or a touchdown pass? I'm surprised that's not offered. The only prop I saw dealing with that was the over uh, under as far as how many players would throw attempt a pass, okay. and it was just two. Blindly two. My, well, well my, two my, and a half. Two and a half. My yeah. prop idea, that will be a prop next year, right? Because they're going to they're want to take advantage yeah, of the fact that both one. guys had, I had an attempt that. thrown their way. That's a fun one, right? And then the other one is, will they miss two extra points? I thought yep. would be a good one. Because no, that, that would yeah. be a jumbo. I think I think we did that on the podcast. What did we predict? Like eight to one would be the odds, if I remember? I yeah, can't remember. True odds are much greater than that, but I, I we guessed eight to one would be. What we deal? Yeah, I saw the extra point. The best price uh, someone had was plus three twenty-five. If they missed an extra point, so that was a good payoff. Yeah, and and again, again that's a perfect storm, right? And I think it's something just to quickly put in your pocket for next year. Is anything that is pressure related, like field goal kicking and extra points? It just feels like the Super Bowl. Obviously, high the highest pressure game. It's a factor, and most of the math guys. Just look at the database and don't really, of, of the history of all NFL games, or at least modern NFL games, they don't really consider that the, the Super Bowl is a different type of game with the pressure. One of the other big stories of the week and then the aftermath was a gigantic better who just killed during the World Series. He let it ride. He's the let it ride better, and he did it again. He went Eagles money line, and what do we think he won in the end? How much did he get down? I mean, this guy just killed Vegas sports books. Yeah, so quick recap is back at the World Series, this guy, he had hit town in 
dominated some UFC bets, big money, but not crazy big money. But then he started betting the World Series. He had four hundred thousand, or between four and five hundred thousand, and he won the first game. Let it ride. One, let it ride. Finally, game six, pregame.com. We broke the story, and the story was at the time he had won over the Let It Ride better over ten million dollars, and he was going to bet game seven. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's waiting. He doesn't bet it. He takes the money and runs. Then October, or rest October, haven't heard from him, didn't. Also November, also December, also the first couple weeks in January. Then he comes back, and we'll say this quickly, he had one UFC. I took off the rubber band to follow him. We broke the story on that, and unfortunately, loser. All right, let's move on. But that wasn't a true letter ride, because he only bet a no. very, very small well, portion. Well, I mean, for the rest of it, it's a big amount, but he bet a small portion of the winnings. About 100 k yeah. Letter ride is you, you keep going, every next bet is all of it. Couple days after that, and it was after the Super Bowl was set. Again, pregame.com, we broke the story about that he had $10 million, which was the let it ride continuing, right, from the World Series, that he wanted to bet on the Eagles to win the game. And he was able, by reports, cobblestoning together reports from other media outlets, he had about six to seven million down on Philly. Philly won. And he won over $10 million. And listen, we don't know what we don't know, right? But this is, by all accounts on record, the biggest win on any single event in history. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. So I think he's going to be back. You do think he's going to be back? I do. Can he get his action down? (sighs) Are the books going to look at him and go, we just can't do this anymore. We keep losing. Listen, it, <laughs> and this is one, let's say, you know, we'll tease this. We'll do 30 seconds here, but yeah. we'll tease this to tomorrow night and 10 o'clock Pacific to midnight right here, straight out of Vegas on Fox is because Fezzik has a great take on this. Brad, let me get your thoughts, though. College specialist Brad Powers is pro batters, guys that win bet numbers and recreational batters bet teams. This guy, and we can debate probably better for a podcast because it's a niche conversation, so we won't do it here, is how legitimate is it for Vegas to gouge him? Because when the number was plus 180 on the Eagles, he was taking plus 155, a quarter less, because they didn't want to take so much money. So they said, well, we will risk it if you take really bad numbers, right? And he said, okay. Well, listen, we can do a dumb guy voice for him if we want. He's got over $20 million now, but people win the lottery too. So if, and let me just ask you this and any other thoughts, Brad, if I could short him like a stock, right? Oh, I don't think this stock's going to go so well. You can short it. And if it goes down, you make money. If it goes up, you lose money. If I could cross bet this guy, though not $10 million <laughs> at a crack, right? But if I could cross bet some percentage, and be on the bookie side of this, I would make, I would put up over the long term. If he like guaranteed betting like a hundred bets in the next two or three years, I'd put up my whole net worth. This guy's gonna lose. Doesn't mean it's a short thing, but there'd be no investment you could make better because if you're taking plus one fifty five when the market says plus one eighty. You're betting teams and not numbers, and I don't. I've never seen someone win like that unless the games are fixed. If this game. If this guy were betting college basketball 
which can be fixed much easier, I would be worried these games are fixed. If he was horse racing, I think it's fixed. But you're not fixing the Super Bowl. I completely agree. I, I would put also put up my whole net worth. Now, not as much as R.J. Bell's <laughs> net worth, but I, I would guess that if this guy continues to let it ride, sooner or later, he's going to come back with a big fat zero. Super Bowl 53 odds. We'll examine that on the way back. we got a couple of cord cutters on the phone lines. We'll take those calls right around the corner. But first, with the latest, Kevin Figures. All right, gentlemen, busy night in the NBA on Friday, led off by a Blazers 118-100 victory over the Kings of Sacramento. Damian Lillard with 50 points and six assists on the night. He scored that those 50 points in just 29 minutes of action, barely even played in the fourth quarter. He re-entered the game after the lead was cut down to 13 points but didn't score again, did not need to score again. Elsewhere, the Bulls with a 114-113 victory over the Timberwolves in Chicago. Bulls had five starters scoring double figures, including former T-Wolves Zach Levine. He had 35 points, while Robin Lopez chipped in 19. The Jazz with a victory over the Hornets, 106-94. That's their eighth straight victory as Utah rookie Donovan Mitchell had 25 points on the night. The Rockets hammered the Nuggets, 130-104. That's seven straight victories for the Rockets and 11 of their last 12 as James Harden had 28 points and 11 assists. Clint Capella, 23 points and 25 rebounds in the victory. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Miami stepped a five-game losing streak and welcomed Dwayne Wade back into the lineup as they beat the Bucs 91-85. The Pacers got 35 points from Victor Oladipo and a victory over the Celtics. Cavaliers get a triple-double from LeBron James and a victory over the Hawks. Wins for the 76ers and Clippers in golf. Second round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Dustin Johnson tied... With Bo Hostler for the top spot at 12 under, Phil Mickelson at 9 under, tied for fifth with Jason Day. Back to straight out of Vegas. All right, Kevin, good job. Straight out of Vegas brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, guys, we got history. First time on straight out of Vegas. We got a shooter. We've got a phone call. We got a couple on uh, cord cutting. We wanted some uh, information from youngins. To prove maybe I'm wrong and that you're watching sports, even cutting the cord. Ken is in Texas on straight out of Vegas. Hey, Ken. Hello. What's up, Ken? You're up. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so I cut my cable. Um, make a long story short, I work for the government. Never home. Never. But every time I'm gone, 150 bucks a month minimum. Um, so crazy, right? Never home. Cut it. Went with Hulu. 34 bucks a month. I can watch it on my phone. Um I stay engaged with the game basically by playing fantasy football. And uh, whenever there's a game I actually want to watch, I'm so busy, I just watch it on my Verizon phone. So, so when you're... Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Did you say on your on your phone? Yeah. I'll just you don't watch, watch games game on TV? On you don't watch games yeah. on TV anymore? Ooh. No, not at all. Well, but here's the question. Do we know if that's being counted on the Nielsen ratings or not? If it's coming from Hulu? Verizon, he's doing it on a phone. Thanks for the call, Ken. That's what we have to find no, out. Are they measuring? Yeah. Are they measuring the phones? Maybe, maybe you know, I'm mid forties. Maybe my eyes aren't so good. Those four inch <laughs> phones don't seem as interesting. You mocked on that earlier. You're like, no, no one's watching on their phones. I like guess. they are these kids these days. But he, but listen, he, that dude said he was so busy. He's like, you know, driving somewhere, and he maybe has it on his dashboard. But if you're sitting at home, he's not looking at his phone. He just said he doesn't no, watch it. But he said he's usually so busy, okay. he's out and about. 
I guess I heard what I wanted to hear. I only filtered what I wanted <laughs> As to hear. Usual. <laughs> Sam in Chicago is up next on Straight Out of Vegas. Hey, Sam. Hey, you guys got me? Oh, yeah. You're on the air. All So uh, I use the uh, antenna um, to grab NFL games, but everything else I get over Sling, Netflix, or Hulu. But I have a lot of friends who don't use anything at all and just watch the NFL games on Reddit. They have like a bunch of illegal streaming sites up on Reddit. Um, that the, hey, let me let me break in. When you watch the games on Reddit, you get a Nielsen book. You get the meter. No, no, no. I would I agree highly doubt it. <laughs> so, so hold on a second. So you don't, you personally, you don't watch the NFL. Oh no, I love watching the NFL, but I watch it over CBS and um, Fox. Over he the has the rabbit ears that you mocked on. Oh, so the yeah. local. Okay, so Sunday night football, you don't get to see that. Oh no, that's on NBC. Oh, I and guess then, you're right. Yeah, so Monday night and then Monday night football, I watch on ESPN, which is on Sling. Okay. Okay. Wow. And how old are you? Twenty-three. Okay. Thank you. Good job, Sam. We're learning. You see how I handle phone calls? Thank, thank, thank God! I know betting more than I know TV. <laughs> <laughs> These kids will shock you now. I know. We're trying to learn. I love that. He's like Reddit. Oh, they just steal it. I'm like, yeah, they're measuring. They're not measuring that. And by the way, I did misspeak on. I said I went really old school. I'm like, hey, the books for Nielsen. <laughs> you actually, my parents have actually. I don't know if they have it now. My my. Uh, my mother's the one who watches TV the most, but they actually have a meter on the TV. You know, there was an old night court, which, again, if you're cutting cords, you don't know this show from the <laughs> 80s, <laughs> like, right? And on night court, one guy was going insane. It was just one episode. He was he had a Nielsen book, right? So it was an old school diary. And the theory was he accounted for like one million people, right? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, when they canceled saying elsewhere, I felt so guilty. Like he felt like, <laughs> he like the, the, the great TV shows that were going off the air was because he didn't have time to watch enough of them. <laughs> That's RJ Bell. I'm Steve Cofield. Brett Powers is in the wise guy's chair. Quick look ahead for the NFL Super Bowl 53. Yeah, the numbers are out. Did you see anything really interesting on the favorite and then some other teams that were real hot commodities at the end of the year? So thank God back to something I know is when it comes to betting a year ahead of time, you've got to raise the bar, right? So if you tell me, hey, I can have the Patriots at 15 to 1 and they should be 5 to 1, yeah, you can hold my money for a year. But the kind of bets I will make if it's going to cash or not cash in 24 hours or even seven days are very different than the kind of bets that you're going to have to wait a year, even if you're right. So, Brad, you play, and again, on Twitter, Brad Powers. You can follow him. It's at Brad Powers 7, the mysterious 7 at the end, at Brad Powers 7, is you put out tickets all the time of 120 to 1 here and 80 to 1 here. Now, you do, it's kind of Mayweather style. You do put out those 120 to 1s when they're down to 30 to 1 or the 60 to 1 when it's down to 10 to 1, but you've got a lot of them. So you're betting a lot of future bets. How do you balance the value you see? with the fact that oftentimes, even if you win, they're going to hold your money for months and months. Oh, uh, just like how you said, I mean, there's got to be a lot more value than just, you know, laying 110 to win 100 like a typical bet. So for so whatever whatever the margin of value that you perceive is, it's just increased significantly. It has to be. Otherwise, I don't make that bet. So that said, this is interesting to say how the market thinks next year is going to go. New England favored five to one again. Philadelphia eight to one. Green Bay, Pittsburgh, ten to one. So this is for next year's Super Bowl. Minnesota, twelve to one. Now at twenty to one. Dallas, Atlanta, Rams, 
Saints, 22 to 1 Houston, right? Watson back, obviously. San Francisco, 25 to 1. I've seen that other places much, much lo- better. better. Or I guess worse, however you want to say it. Where better chance to win the Super Bowl, worse odds. And then you've got the Jacksonville Jags at 27 to 1. You want to hear a real square? I looked at it, I'm like, there's seven bets I'd make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what. Can hey, I give it, I'll give you two tonight. We got two hours I, tomorrow night. I'll give you a bunch tomorrow. For too. a guy who's connected <laughs> to Vegas, myself, RJ, thank you. <laughs> there you go. All right, I'll run two by you real quick. Right. The, the highest, because w- I'm, I'm looking for value, so I'm going to try to go below 25 to 1. The only one inside of that I would roll the dice on because I, it's a speculation bet on the quarterback. Make, tell us the bet. Is Minnesota 12 to 1? But what's the speculation? If any, the speculation they're going to somehow upgrade? Upgrade. From the second best QBR last year. Do we really believe that Case Keenum can Why? do that again or that Teddy Bridgewater could? No, I don't know. I, I'll tell you this. Keenum last year played better than Bridgewater ever played. He did. Yeah. He did. It was actually a step up. Uh, so. I'm banking on, I like Kirk Cousins. So I'm banking on some teams getting Kirk Cousins. So if Minnesota got him, I like their chances. And I'll give you a, a longer shot, and then we can hit the longer shots another day, which would be tomorrow when we have a two-hour show. What about Jacksonville at 27-1? to 1? If Bortles is gone and they can upgrade, Jacksonville was right there, 20-10 to 10 lead with the ball, 10 minutes left. Against the Patriots. Here's the question, though. Can Blake Bortles play as well on even a good day? So let's say we say here's the spectrum of possible Bortles performances. And then at the top is the top 20%. So one out of five games, he can do this well. Can Bortles one out of five games play as well as Foles did in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. No. If Foles makes one less important pass they lose the game yeah right so to me what i had said the whole playoffs was that or really more specifically when it was the final four is that if tom brady doesn't win the super bowl so if it was either jacksonville philly or minnesota we would have the least pedigreed quarterback in 15 years win a super bowl we certainly do but he played in in the championship game and the super bowl he played foes as well as any quarterback. I mean, let's be candid. Uh, so we've had, what, 52 Super Bowls. Like sometimes, like Roger Staubach played really well losing in Super Bowl 13, let's say, for example. Is could we make the case foes had one of the top 10 quarterback performances in the history of the Super Bowl? Yes. So I don't <laughs> think Blake Bortles can reasonably do that. And I don't think you can win the Super Bowl without it. Can you crush me? Because I actually, I can crush me. Watch the way I do this. <laughs> well, you're going to crush yourself? Oh, I yeah. thought your whole stipulation was they're going to upgrade a quarterback, so you're not betting on Bortles. You're betting on them getting another quarterback. Yes, yes. So dance the yeah. tightrope. Uh, no, I'm going to crush myself. I've, I've, always so said, tr- I've always said the only person who can beat Steve Cofield in an argument is another Steve Cofield. <laughs> so yeah. I just talked myself off. You know what the problem with this bet is? It's 27-1. They're going to play a first-place schedule, and the division might be the best division in football. I know it sounds crazy. We'll see who the Colts get at a coach. But Luck is back. Deshaun Watson back for Houston. And Tennessee is going to get better with Vrabel. I'm out. I just convinced myself. I just destroyed myself. So if you were listening at 39, 39 after the hour, it was bet the Jags. If you were listening at 41, don't bet the Jags. Both by Steve Kofi. That's fine. I, you can reconsider and change your mind. <laughs> usually not. in the. Usually you take a breath in between. 
but okay. Uh, one last point on this. Do you think San Fran is going to be the most heavily bet team where if you can get them at 25 or 35 or 35 to 1? Well, you're they're not going to get them at they're 35. Gonna be, yeah, my point is they're going to be sizzling hot, and it's just going gonna, gonna to go way down with the Jimmy G contract, too. Here's what I know about Jimmy G, and I put this out on Twitter, is imagine you're signing. How much was the contract? Over $100 million, right? Yeah, $137 million. Imagine you sign a $137 million contract, and every headline writer in the country is straining their creativity to fit paid handsomely into their headline. You're that good looking. We're going to, tomorrow, I mean, listen, Fezzik is married. Fezzik has a child. But Fezzik has an unnatural attachment to Jimmy G. We're going to have to see his thoughts. I actually take back my tease that we'll throw out other teams for Super Bowl next year because that might be 45 minutes on Jimmy GQ from Fezzik. He's going to wipe out all of my time. Uh, Deep dive on college basketball. Best bet from Brad. That's on the way. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. Brad Powers in the Wise Guys chair. It's time to turn our attention to some Saturday college basketball. Leans likes. Butler is taking on top-rated Villanova. It's never easy for the Wildcats. Uh, No. Here's the deal with Villanova the last couple of years. They are 54-3. and Straight up against everyone else. Against Butler, 0-3. All three losses by eight points or more, including earlier this year where they got beat 101-93. Butler has just played some perfect games. You look at earlier the earlier meeting, they shot 68% from three-point range, 60% overall for the game, and they're getting double digits. A Villanova team playing with revenge, that's pricing the number here. But the reality is they've been playing with revenge the last two meetings. Give me Butler as a lean plus the points. So what's the number? 10 for Butler getting double digits. Okay, so here's the question. Is when a team shoots really well, it's one of two things. They got hot and lucky. Or number two, they had a ton of open shots because their scheme, their players match up well. Is this Butler being unnaturally hot in these games? Or schematically or player matchup-wise, does Butler have an advantage? I think there is an advantage player matchup-wise. You look at them in all three meetings, they shot over 45% from the field. They've had two games more than 50%. And they've also, given credit, made a lot of clutch shots from three-point range. There was one game where they were 20 from 20 from the free-throw line closing out Villanova. I don't like distractions around my college basketball bets. So Purdue's taking on Michigan State. Uh, Two Fridays ago, I said, hey, be careful with Michigan State. You might want to fade them. Have they finally adjusted the numbers? Because they actually have had trouble covering. In fact, they haven't covered since then. They haven't adjusted the numbers, and here's why. First off, since this, the scandal broke as far as revolving around Tom Izzo being called out in the, the NASA, all, all this dealings, Michigan State 0-4-1 against the spread. But the reason the lines haven't been adjusted, Michigan State still won all five games straight up. So we haven't seen a massive line adjustment here. I thought coming into this game, a big game against Purdue, I thought the advantage was going to be clearly on Michigan State from a situational aspect. Purdue was playing Ohio State, a big game. The other great team in the Big Ten, they had one day less rest. What happened in that game? Purdue blew a double-digit second-half lead, lost on the buzzer. Now I think Purdue's a little bit motivated. Currently getting three points, though. This is a very slight lean here. I'm going to go Purdue plus three and lean more towards the under in such a big game where every possession matters. I think there's increased defensive ability here. And what's the total? Total's sitting at like 148.5. Okay, so you said something early in that handicap, Brad, that was fascinating which was if you bet a team and they don't cover, you feel it. But if you don't bet a team and they don't cover, you might know the number in the back of your mind because you looked at it, but it doesn't affect you near as much 
as if that team loses. So as you said, five games Michigan State since the distraction started, not at one not one cover, but not one big upset either or upset at all. And thus the fact they're uh, they're underperforming doesn't have the effect on people that it would if they had been upset. And thus, it seems like there's still value, as you said, going against Michigan State. Yeah, unlike a team like Duke that's losing outright to a St. John's or North Carolina at NC State. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Brad Powers, best bet time. You go to the Mountain West Conference. Wyoming taking on UNLV in Las Vegas. So we're going game number 661. There's 100 games, so that's why I put that out there. We're taking Wyoming plus the 6.5 over UNLV. UNLV, the local team, coming off arguably their biggest win in years. They go up to Reno, outright upset a top 25-ranked Nevada team. I think there's obviously going to be a little bit of a flat spot for them. You look at UNLV, this is their best season that they've had in five years. That's made them overpriced, particularly in the local markets. Last 14 games, 3-10-1 against the number. Wyoming has a significantly better defense. They played the much tougher strength of schedule, and it's a better situational spot. Give me Wyoming plus the 6.5. Good stuff from Brad. And remember, guys, go to pregame.com, go into the forums, and there are dozens and dozens of free picks for Saturday's games. And one of the great things about the forums, we have specialists, guys that only play Syracuse on or off, only play the SEC. And when you have hundreds of people giving you free picks, good chance you're going to find some good stuff. Back to the Big Ten. You raved about Ohio State. They're laying 13 and a half at home against Iowa. So Ohio State's probably one of the biggest overachievers in the entire country this year. But there's one area where they've struggled in laying big numbers. One in six against the spread. The last seven games laying double digits. They're off their biggest win against Purdue in ages. Huge win. Flat spot here. I lean with the Hawkeyes. Iowa plus the 13 and a half. One more pick. North Carolina off the win against Duke. Now they're at a rival. NC State three and a half is the line. NC State's the dog. North Carolina playing with revenge from an earlier loss to NC State, but terrible spot for them coming just 48 hours after their biggest one of the season against Duke. I lean with NC State plus the three and a half. Yeah. Squeezed it in. All right. Good stuff. Hey, Oscar Goodman, former mayor of Vegas, 12 years the mayor, also a mob lawyer, also in the movie Casino, because he was the actual real-life lawyer of um, Joe Pesci in that movie. We did a two-hour podcast talking about the history of Vegas. It's up right now, at RJ in Vegas on Twitter. I have not gotten this good of feedback on anything I've ever done. Oscar Goodman, Check it out. You actually mentioned the name Spilatro? You arrested? Really? No, I didn't say it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jonas Knox, up next. We'll see you. Right out of Vegas! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.